Hi there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 154 of the Finger Guns Podcast. My name is Roscoe. How are you doing? Oh my God. You're looking incredible today. Have you done something with your hair? Yeah, you have. You look amazing. Joining me is Miles Thompson. Thank you. I just had my hair done. Oh my God, dude. You look so dreamy. Thanks. Oh I thought I'd go for the bright blue. I love it. I love it so much. How are you? Very good, thank you. Other than discovering the ant's nest that we discovered about 20 minutes ago. But other than that, all very good, sir. Very good. Oh dear, not ants. Well, it's nice to have it's nice to have house guests, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it'd be nice if they paid rent, but they're not, so they might have to be ousted immediately. The cheeky bastards! I know. How fucking dare they turn up in this house? Shocking. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Cats. Ross. Hey, pal. Hey, pal. How's it going? Oh, all good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Again, apart from our new guests. Mm. <laughs> We seem to be feeding, like, apparently somewhere. Who knows? But I'm very well, thank you. I'm very well. Good, good, good. And joining us for the first time in a while, ladies and gentlemen, it's the one and only Toby Anderson. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> How are you, bud? I'm all right. Thank you very much. How are you guys? Oh, thanks so much for asking. Uh, I'm uh, really just living the dream right now. You know, living the dream. Oh, good. Good, good, yeah. good. I thought I'd make time tonight. It's much appreciated. Good. Welcome back to the Thinking Girls podcast. Yeah, uh, to be honest, uh, the, the uh, my work today has been there's been no one around because everyone works a bank holiday in like the Channel Islands, which is bank holiday today, and so the office was dead. I've not spoken to anyone almost the entire day, um, wow. except my my kid, <laughs> and he's eight months you know eight months old. Doesn't talk a lot about anything worth yeah. having. So I thought, oh, do you know, what? I'll come and talk to some real life human beings for a bit. Ah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's weirdly touching. Thanks, man. Yeah, I thought so. Good. Oh, what a treat. All right, then. Let's get into our game of the week. I will go from the top. Miles Thompson, your game of the week. That's going to be fucking livid because we both played the same one this week. And it is uh, Tribes of Midgar. Um, it's a interesting little co-op game. Um, and... Cal probably describe it better than me, to be honest. But it's actually really good. I didn't expect much of this. I remember we watched the trailer for it a while back, and we were like, huh, looks kind of cool, but wasn't that bothered about it. But it's kind of like a Don't Starve-esque survival game. So you've got like a central base where you've got like various different vendors and people you can upgrade. And in the middle is this giant blue tree that you've got to keep alive, and you'll contribute like souls, um, which is like the currency you earn from doing basically any activity. And you either put your souls into the tree or upgrading like the vendors around the camp or upgrading like the base defenses to help you survive. So every night there are enemies that spawn and start attacking you. And you like venture out into the world, you've got to craft and build stuff. And yeah, it's all very, very quick. So like a match to be lasts like an hour to an hour and a half. And the idea is that eventually you just get overwhelmed and die. So you've got to do as much as you can in that time frame. But it's really in depth. There's loads to it, loads of weapons to acquire, loads of like um, armor. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Toby's just posted there's a big tree in Souls lawsuit. And uh, yeah, that is actually a very fair shout. Um, yeah, when I saw it was Souls, I was like, wow, not even trying to pretend. You couldn't have called it anything else. Um, but yeah, it's it's really good, actually. It's And yes, you do lose your souls when you die. Yeah, as Kat just said. Yeah, double lawsuit. Um, and yeah, it's, it's actually a lot of fun. So we hopped into one with like a bunch of random people. You can help 10 people in a world at any time, um, which was just chaos because half of them didn't have a clue what they were doing. And then we played as like a group of three for a few matches as well, which has been really fun. Um, yeah, I'd actually really recommend it. It's like a co-op game. There's loads to it. It's got a lot of depth and um, there's a lot of challenge to it as well. It like slowly builds up as the days go on. It gets harder and harder. So you've got to keep upgrading your gear. 
Um, and it looks really lovely as well. So yeah, I would recommend it. I'm sure Kat will talk about it as well. Lovely. I've seen this on Game Pass. I keep staring at it going, should I? Should I give it a go? Yeah, it's on PS Plus. You can also get it for free on PlayStation at the moment too. Is it a replacement Amazing. for Dead by Daylight? No. Not quite. <laughs> it's I mean, filling a hole that we want to get rid of. Because you guys are at the bottom of that hole. I mean, if, it, if we can throw you a ladder called Tribes of Midgard, we should. <laughs> I mean, it feels about eight tenths. There's still like, I still have to get a couple of matches in. So it's not quite superseded it, but it's done a good job. <laughs> it's helped. <laughs> uh, Cat. May, dare I ask what is your game? I of the mean, week? I mean, unsurprisingly, my game of the week this week is uh, <laughs> is Tribes of Midgard. Um, <laughs> to expand, I don't want to just rehash and repeat what um, what Miles was saying, but uh, just to expand on on kind of, I guess, the gameplay a little bit is if you've ever played Don't Starve. Don't Starve is literally like a, a survive as long as you can game, and and you craft every item. So you are responsible for you living and dying. And then what happens is the world will come into play with enemies and seasons and different things that you'll need to... You'll kind of... You always need to be, like, a week ahead of the game. Um, so the game goes around in days. It's like a day-night cycle, and there's also a season cycle. And as soon as you jump into the game, you'll learn very quickly that you were too slow <laughs> it's like day one everything happens you're like shit should have made my armor should have done this should have done that so the more that you die the more that you learn very quickly and then like it's just like huddle together build everything you know reinforce everything and then there's also a main mission task it's almost like don't starve meets nordic castle meets Fortnite because it has this kind of like saga-esque seasonal pass to it which will change and uh, when you jump into the world you'll be given like a main mission task but honestly you can't really think of the main mission task because you're too busy trying to defend your tree because if your tree dies the game is over and so when Miles talks about putting the souls into the tree that's the tree's health as well as the currency around you so not only is it like currency it's also used to like upgrade stuff but it's also used to keep the tree alive um so the tree gets ten thousand xp and then you have to reinforce the gates that are around the tree as well as the castle around ah fuck there's just not enough time in the fucking day for everything but also as well to get better armor you have to explore the world but to explore the world you'll need people back at your base to defend the camp when it comes to nighttime because nighttime is when all these enemies come to try and attack the tree on top of that you have giants you have like the midgard legend that will eventually appear in your world to try and get it and it really reminds me of <laughs> such a stupid thing to say the end of Hercules when he releases the elemental gods and he's like you know there's, you've got that Cyclops one where he's like Hercules where are you and he's like bashing the city and that's exactly what it reminds me of because there's this like dark witch there's a, a, a frosty person there's a fire guy um, and there is like a, a, a psychopathy looking dude, and they'll come to the camp. I love so... fr frosty person, not frost giant, frosty no, person. Frosty person, yeah, frosty the person, <laughs> frosty the person. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna attack your tree. Um, yes. <laughs> so you've got you've got to be really strategic about it, and you almost like me and Miles kind of joked, and when we jumped into the the game of ten, where it was like eight other randoms, we didn't realize that these eight other randoms would have no idea how to play the game. So we ended up like doing everything, and then we we're like, fuck it. We're going to be selfish and go exploring and then our tree died so <laughs> we really carried that game but also as well like when the elements start to happen so i.e the seasons you'll need um armor you'll need armor and weapons so you'll need like like fur armor but you can only get fur armor by like 
going into this to a fiery like biome and the fiery biome will hurt you it's just yeah it's it is it's so similar to don't starve and it is you know i'm really glad that i got it you know i remember seeing it and me and sean uh being really keen for it and then now it here here is on ps plus so yeah i would definitely recommend it. it is like don't starve on easy mode except also eventually not on easy mode because don't starve has the added element that like you are afraid of the dark and you'll die in the dark if you don't build a fire and uh, you go insane and you need to feed yourself where it's like there's none of that in uh in tribes of god but i'm really enjoying it i really i really like the game it is a good palette cleanser from dead by daylight <laughs> But the only sucky thing is there's no such thing as a quick game in Trials of My Guard because you might be there for days and days and days and days um, in the game, in game days. But also that might lead to like two or three hours. So that means that we have to play Dead by Daylight after. Depending on the time. <laughs> oh, well. You have to. Play <laughs> have, to have to get our fix, like addicts. <laughs> I really don't think you understand how much of an Like, literally, have. it's yeah, like it's, when you're it's like, insane. yeah, when people are like, I don't want to do it, I just have to. <laughs> Guys need help. Seriously. Yeah, yeah, we needs do. to be some form of therapy, which is just for Dead by Daylight. And, and behavior like needs to hire us. <laughs> the listeners don't understand the actual hours that you guys put into those, that game. I know, because I bet you They're... when you see us on PlayStation, all you see is cat. Every single time I see what you guys are playing, every it's Dead by Daylight. Time. Every single time. Yeah, every yeah. time. And and you got the stats, didn't you? At the end of the year, it was like 400, <laughs> 600 hours or something. Yeah. And Michael's had even more. So yeah. it's just ridiculous. Ridiculous. It's yeah. like um, Roscoe with Fortnite. You've got yeah. those particular yeah. games that you're just your massive fix. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I, saw a, um, I saw a tweet that there was um, some challenge quests up on Fortnite last night at about 2 a.m. <laughs> So I got up and so you're like, I'm no, gonna go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gotta do what you gotta do for the grind. Mate, I gotta, gotta complete this battle pass, you know what I mean? It's gotta be done. It's That's how it done. is. That's how it is. Um, well, I have just downloaded Tribes of Misgard uh, while she's been talking, because uh, it sounds oh, really in, really interesting. Yeah, Ross, you should jump in with us and Toby if you've got yeah. time. I'm it's going to. I, good, I don't know, I won't know what I'm doing, but I'm gonna give it a darn good darn good go. <laughs> darn know? good go. Darn good go. Much more than I did for Dead by Daylight, where I got to the tutorial. I was like, this ain't for me. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't for me, but I get it. What's funny like, is Dead by Daylight. Like Paul on Val- Valhalla. Like, I like myself too much. <laughs> it's like, it, yeah, well, it's like it's like Paul on any game he's ever reviewed. Can he, he get half an hour into Valhalla and not finish the tutorial and decide this is not for him? Yeah, he was like, I'm not having this. It's a 70 hour game. Yeah. <laughs> to be like, fair, I, I think that my day is the only game where like I check the random stats and if they're anything below 100 hours, I think they're fucking noobs. And I was like, what kind of game do you have to be over 100 hours on for me to think that you're actually competent at playing it? Yeah, Why like if they're like 15 hours, we're like, oh, potato. Yeah, potatoes literally. are here. Like, such it's such a weird stuff. community. It's got its own like, lingo as well. But everyone oh, falls into it. Everyone does it. It's so weird. Oh, my God, guys. Just leave people alone. Let them enjoy video games, right? Stop calling them noobs just because they got less than 100 hours in Dead by Daylight. Yeah, that's harsh, man. It's rude. It's also true, though. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking harsh, Miles. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Think of these uh, poor noobs just trying to put in 100 hours and you're just kicking yeah. their asses. Well, the game doesn't put us with them anymore because we're not skill-based matchmaking. We're not allowed with the noobs. <laughs> <laughs> Elitist class system. It is just like well. that, though. It gets so awful. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's That's terrible. Uh, Toby, your game of the week, sir. I've got an announcement on my game of the week. I completed <laughs> Elden Ring. Hey! Hey! Are, you, are you no longer maidenless? I am not maidenless, and oh. I beat the. I'm an Elden Lord, a fucking Elden Lord. Oh, mate, you did it! 
Oh, well, I put in, I think I got to 82 hours was my completion time. Um, I'd beaten every single trophy boss that there was, so all the optional trophy bosses. And I think I'd seen every location, but probably not explored them to the, you know, the 150 hours extremes that that some people have done. Um, but yeah, I got I got some armor about halfway through that started to kick some serious ass and just meant, meant I could get through loads of bosses. And um, I think I finished it on like level 100 and, 140. So if those stats mean anything to anyone listening who's uh, on their way through, then that's that's possible. It's possible to finish it at that point. Um, also beat on the last day Melan- Mel- Malenia. Um, I keep calling her Melania Trump in my head. Um, but there's a particular optional boss um, oh, right at the end. She's the one. She, she's the she's the one who on the original trailers took her arm off and then like and then like chunked it back into place on her shoulder. <laughs> yeah. It's her. And she is like a Sekiro level insanity um katana wheel yeah you know, she's got like a katana like um like sephiroth does yeah yeah yeah. um and yeah she's rock solid but she took about 15 tries to beat she's she's um, got the, the worst combo attack string i think ever in a souls game from what yeah. i gathered i can't wait to see it yeah and you need you, know that you, you need... can cancel it with an ice pot with a what sorry if you throw an ice pot at her whenever oh. she starts that animation you can cut it off entirely so she never does it Oh, awesome! No, I never did that. <laughs> Pro tip: I, I, used, I used completely other tactics. <laughs> <laughs> cheese tactics. Tactics are probably no, no, they weren't cheese tactics. I beat her. I beat her pretty well, but I did have a. Um, there's little things like ashes that you can, you know, summon spirits to help you in battle. And a lot, a lot of the, a lot of the last sort of 10, 15 bosses or so, I definitely had a an ash helping me out as spirit. Jellyfish um, is the best. The jellyfish is all right, but I actually found a much better one called a mimic tier. Yeah, um, which is basically you, and it has your damage rating as well. Yeah, it takes all your armor and weapons, doesn't it, and just doubles yeah. up you, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, and if that's fully upgraded, then you you start to kick some ass. And he can distract the bosses a bit, and you just lay into them from behind. Um, so yeah. Anyway, that's me. That's my update. I'm very very chuffed with myself. Um, and I don't I don't care who knows it. I finished Elden Ring. Well done, mate. Very very proud of you. Thank you. I believe you can expect a phone call from the president any moment now. <laughs> Fantastic. And <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got a message for uh, for Greg. Where are you, Greg? Or is it meant to be about Elden Ring? <laughs> it was sort of meant to be about Elden Ring. That's sort of why I said it now. <laughs> no. Um, the message is: don't give up. It is. It's a hard slog at the end, but it's um, it's nice to be able to say you did it. You know. And he's he's really, he's, he's, he's really finished struggling with it. Yeah, but he finished Sekiro like six times, and he's clearly skilled enough to do it. So he's it's it's more the grind and the I think the whole thing just has a massive lack of story and real impetus to get you in. It's you have to enjoy the combat and the challenge of it, otherwise there's just nothing going for it. Mm-hmm. I really don't agree with the the ten of ten out of tens. I'm afraid it's a it's a very solid nine out of ten because it's just incredibly well made. But there's no story. There's it's Dark Souls four in all but name. Yeah, I much preferred the one with the the ones with a bit more story, like Bloodborne and Sekiro. So, what did George R. R. Martin actually do? Fuck knows, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, named some characters, and I think he's the one who you know invented it, having a big tree and a few of the bits of lore and stuff. But yeah, I mean, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. The guy is known for these incredibly intricate plots and characters, and beyond a few boss intros, you never see any of it. 
like nothing. Mm. It's really kind of pathetic. And like also like a marketing lie. Like that's right, just sure. a big lie <laughs> that got me re- wanting to play it. George R. R. Martin found out about this. Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah. George R. R. Martin talked to Miyazaki at one point. <laughs> Put him on the credits. <laughs> From George R. R. Martin. Wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, that's um, it's yeah. quite misleading if you're actually a George R. R. Martin, you know, story or Game of Thrones fan. It, yeah. There's nothing really in there to to make it feel like Game of Thrones. Because it would give the impression like that it. it is kind of the first Souls game with a a major arc and a major narrative. Yeah, with a story, exactly. Yeah. It's got lots and lots of backstory, and I probably saw more um, lore than I did in Dark Souls one and three that I've played. Um, but even so, it, it was still just a few boss intros. You know, and, and things I might have accidentally read as I went around. I followed a quest that, that Miles might know, which is um, a, a witch called Rani. And if you follow her quest all yes. the way through, there was there was at least a little bit of story with her. Yeah, but it's just a random out. character or two. That that was it. I only I must in that hundred sorry in that eighty two hours I barely spoke to more than like a dozen NPCs. It's just yeah, I, I'm not a fan of the story. We'll leave it at that. Okay. Alrighty. Uh, what's my game of the week? Yeah, what is your game of the week? Well, thanks for asking, Tobes. Um, no worries. My, my game of the week could be uh, <laughs> Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt, I suppose. Yay! Um, that's the one I've been playing the most. Now, last week, um, Mars and I had a discussion about Vampire uh, the Masquerade Blood Hunt, which is a ridiculous name to say over and over. I'll just call it Blood Hunt from now on. And I was like, well, I'm not feeling it, man. It's not, it's not great. It's just a very basic Royale with some vampire stuff on top. And that is exactly what it is. But I've had a bit more fun with it uh, the last the last week or so. Um, so much so that I reviewed it and it's up now on the website if you want to go check it out. And I had a good time with it. I've had a good time with it so far. There's a lot of potential here, I think. Um, it's very bare bones right now. It's it's kind of basic in places. I love the map. The city of Prague is a really fun Royale map, especially as you're a vampire. You get to traverse all the walls and do all the you know roof running and stuff. A lot of combat is is on the roof, so that's always fun. But yeah, it's just it's not a it's not a 10 out of 10 experience by any means. And it does have the potential to maybe be a really good Royale. But uh, yeah, it's not quite there yet. But I am having a lot of fun with it. A lot more than I did the first few times. Because I really uh, I didn't give it a fair shake. I don't think I was not was not impressed with it at uh, a first jump. But yeah, now I've, now I've gotten into it more and I've got used to its kind of very unique mechanics. It's a, uh, it's a fun time. And I've won a couple of games. So that always helps. Um, it's kind of weird when you win a game, you don't really feel it's not as rewarding as when you win in, say, Fortnite or Warzone or Apex. It's because you're a vampire, so you're kind of immortal if people don't um, like finish you off. So you can get downed and then your enemy can come over and just finish you off fully and that's you done. But that doesn't happen very often. Some people just shoot you and just leg it. And then in that time, you can regenerate. And so it's like it's like having extra lives in a Royale. It doesn't really make sense. You could do kind of like that in Gears of War, couldn't you? You could you could get downed and you could still crawl around and get up again. Yeah, I mean, easily. Yeah, just in 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 the royal genre, it's sort of like you've yeah, got one go Gears at it. Gears of War in that, of course. Yeah, yeah, you've got one go at it, and so here you're a vampire, so you can regenerate yourself and you can get back in. You've got an extra life. You can get extra lives as you play. So it's I don't know. It takes away the royalness of it for me. Just like you've it's got cool one shot. It's cool that we're getting two of these Vampire the Masquerade games like in really quick succession. Um and the mm. one that the one that's had development hell obviously is nowhere near done, but the um Swan Song one looks really cool and that's out in like ten days' time. Yeah, yeah. I'm it's really very close. interested in that one. 
I'm curious if the narratives kind of link up in any way. Yeah. Um, because there is a story to this. Like like in Fortnite, Toby, there is a big story. And there's, there's like and there's like this RPG-esque element as well when you're not in the game, when you go to the social hub. Um, you get to learn a lot more about the characters and, the, and like the backstory. And so it's there is something there that's quite intriguing if you're interested in the vampire masquerade lore. Uh, but yeah, so far it's uh it is a good game. It is not a great game, it is not a bad game, it is a good game. There you go. That's my take on Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt. I think Sean loves it a lot more than I do. Um, I put it on my review, um, and he hasn't said a single word to me about it yet. So I don't know. He might be furious that that's the, the overall finger gun score, but uh, I'm sure he'll put up an alternative take on it at some point. Uh, right then, it is now time for the quiz. The quiz. Da, 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 da. Da, da, da. We need buzzers because I ain't got one. You do your uh, do your squawk again, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh... <laughs> this is the quality content we're missing when you're not here, Toby. Uh... Yeah. The, the listeners are like, oh no. Oh, he's oh, he's back. He's doing it again. This is his, this is what he did, yeah. <laughs> oh, just a thing for my uh, game of the week following on from last week. I've now finished my Lego tool neck. It is done. Ooh, it is. It so is very. Looks so pretty. It, it's very pretty. And I'm very jealous. I'm I want one. Proud of myself. Uh, yeah, they're quite difficult to get hold of now, apparently. I know. I'm waiting for like a second or third pressing or whatever you call it, yeah. <laughs> um, molding of uh, Lego bricks. <laughs> um, so, but I, I just feel like I won't build it or need to build it until Elliot is a bit older and can appreciate some Lego. <laughs> so, yeah, just I've never, just I've never spent years that, and years. I've never spent that kind of money on Lego before, and I don't intend on doing it again. But I thought once. I will just go for it because I've missed so many cool Lego things that um, I thought I'd just give myself one. And there you go. There it is. My little, my little tool neck and little Aileon on, on top. It's very cool. Very happy. Sounded like Aileon. It did sound like you said Aileon. <laughs> <laughs> Aileon on top. That's little Aileon. Little Aileon. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I have put Aileon on top. Yes. Uh, where, where she belongs. <laughs> Anyway, so Toby's, <laughs> Toby's, Toby's squawking. What is everybody else doing? Go back to the old faithful. Nice. You have to do it yourself. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's not loud enough. Uh, uh, Amy. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fabulous. Okay, so for, if you're I don't listening, think they are. They're not doing it themselves. That's not fair. They're not. How rude. I shan't. Do you know what? That's okay because we appreciate that you put the extra. Extra work in Toby. Okay, yeah, cool. we appreciate the extra work, work of not finding extra. a buzzer. <laughs> yeah. You'll work around for not bothering to get one. You're, but you're really testing out your Foley skills. <laughs> <laughs> your voice so acting skills. <laughs> the thing is, I hope Chocobos appreciate it. All this, it's for all the Chocobos out there. For all the Chocobos. For all one of them. Like. <laughs> This one's for all oh, my Chocobos out there. Who's listening? I love it. There is no, one. No, no, no. Chocobo you said Chocobo Brothers. There's only one Chocobo Brother alive. I didn't say Chocobo Brothers. I said Chocobo oh. Brothers. <laughs> oh my God, this is getting derailed. I haven't even started. I thought you said Chocobo uh, Brothers. I was like, uh, wow, no. that's really specific. Just for all, just, just for the Chocobo Brothers. Yeah. Lord. I'm dedicated to this podcast to the one Chocobo Brother. Still, I, I quite I like the concept that there is one Chocobo out there listening to this. That would be amazing. <laughs> It's just for him. Just for him. What legend. Um, Anyway, shall we do a quiz? Sure. (laughs) Please. 
you Lewis, if you know the answer squawk or press your buzzer if you answer you are and you answer incorrectly you are squawked out i'm afraid it goes to the other team there are no nah, hints squawk. in this tough titties unless i can think of one <laughs> uh, so <laughs> question one In 1990, which Disney game released on the Sega Mega Drive and Sega Genesis and later was remade in 2013? Uh, uh, Amy. Ross. Mickey Mouse and the Castle of Illusion. Nice. Wrong way around, but I'll I'll give you that. (laughs) What? That's Illusion starring Mickey Mouse. That's Illusion Mickey Mouse. (laughs) (laughs) Is it really? I thought it was was Mickey Mouse and Castle of Illusion. No, it's Castle of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse. Point because I had no idea. Uh, I, was too busy to, I knew the game, but I couldn't think of the title of it. Were you trying to think of how to squawk? I was, I was like, I know this, damn it. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> the moment's gone. <laughs> oh no, don't sad squawk. Okay, uh, question two uh, What is the name of the VR psychological horror game made by Supermassive Games and acts as a prequel? Miles? The Impatient. Well done. Thank you. Acts as a prequel to Until Dawn. Fun fact, it's probably got one of the best jump scares in any game ever. Does it? Why? What, what happens in it? Uh, there's like a section where you go into like this nightmare thing right at the start of the game, but you don't realise you've done it. Like your character goes to sleep, so you think you've just woken up. And as you walk down this hallway, this dude's face just pops up right in your face and it shoots the volume up to like 60. And he just screams directly in your face. And I absolutely shat myself and I couldn't play it for 10 minutes. Very good. Okay. Question three. Uh, which open world game series includes the sequel names Big Willy Unleashed <laughs> <laughs> and Path of Furon? <laughs> Miles? I'm just going to say Destroy All Humans. It actually is. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. Did you not know that? Um, when you said Furon, I know that he is a Furon, but I didn't know uh, there was one about a Willy. Yeah, it's Big Willy Unleashed. That's amazing. Is it Will Smith themed? (laughs) (laughs) Big Willy! Big Willy style. Big Willy style. (laughs) Um, Question one, two, three, four. Uh, Which game has a demon who chants, eat your vegetables and brush after every meal if the audio clip is played backwards? Oh, good question. I know. I'm really proud of this quiz, Ross. (laughs) Um, who saw it? So, uh, Toby, you squawked. Uh, Parappa the Rapper. <laughs> no. Oh, is that, is that a real game? Oh, it's a real game. Okay. It is. Okay. Um, is that a real game? Parappa the Rapper. <laughs> That's a classic. Sounds like an Eminem. <laughs> Kick punches all in the mind. Sorry, pal. Miles. Uh, Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Uh, no. Oh. Ross. Uh, uh, Amy. Uh, South Park 64. No. Ooh. It's Diablo. Is it? Oh, it's a nerd, mm, yeah. nerd, nerd game for nerd. Nerd game for nerd. Yeah, apparently there's this like, certain demon and um, yeah, he chants, eat your vegetables and brush after every meal, but oh, they've damn. played it in reverse. Weird facts for you all there. That's a good one. Good question. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Um, <laughs> which game uh, allows you to buy a 3D printed playable quadcopter? Uh, uh, Amy. Ross. Quad Racer 2. <laughs> did you just did you just say the last word of my quiz? <laughs> just... 
Put racer in it as well. Quad, quadcopter racer to the revenge of the quad. <laughs> the Big Willy quads. quads. Big Willy quads. <laughs> Toby squawked. The Chris Rock uh, mysteries. Watchdogs Legion. Which one is that? Is that the second one? Third one. The third one. No. Oh. So it's one of the Watchdogs. Watchdogs 2. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> well, Watchdogs franchise. No, you don't get Watchdogs franchise. Oh, of course. Oh, Miles. Watchdogs 2? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For sake. To be fair, I always think you Watchdogs 2. I think you should, you should well. give me that point, Miles. I'll share oh. half a point with Toby. Well, okay. that's bullshit. Yeah, and I would take the point because I got the answer you correct. Would, yeah. you, yeah, you... <laughs> uh, okay. Um... Be the only one I get. That's the trouble. That's really annoying. I put like seven hundred hours into Watch Dogs too. Wow. Uh... Did you play the quadcopter? Did you go yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure I did as well. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> next question. Uh, which game allows you to buy? Nope, that was the one I just did. Willie the Wombat. What's on Steve? You didn't buzz in, mate. What's on Steve? No, wait. Willie the Wombat was a prototype name for which video game character? Uh, uh, Amy. Ross. Sonic the Hedgehog. No. Why the Wombat? <laughs> Toby. I know Sonic got a stupid I name. The Yes, it's oh, the game. Because it's Australian. Yeah. Did, yeah, yeah. Didn't, wasn't, um, oh, I can't remember what Sonic's name was, but there has been in a previous quiz of mine. Yeah, it was printed um, something. So, uh, Temin Negro. You've got a point now, yay. You have got Sorry. a point. You have got a point. <laughs> um, Temin Negro was considered a prolific, prolifically hard mission maze in which game? What was it called again? Temin Negro. Or Temin Negro. Really sorry, I'm butchering that. Mm. So I can spell it like a spelling bee. T-E-M-I-N-N-I-G-R-U. Temin Negro was considered a prolifically hard mission level slash maze in which game? Mm. What? Toby? Tenchu. No. It sounds Japanese. It does sound, yeah. It does, yeah. Smiles. Devil May Cry. Which one? Ooh. One. <laughs> Come oh, on, Ross. Three. Three. Oh, <laughs> no. I played them as well. Come on, Ross. Uh, uh, Amy. Yep. Ross. One of the other Devil May Cries. <laughs> <laughs> Pick I'll a give number. You a hint, Ross. It won't be Devil May Cry 2 because that one wasn't difficult at all. Uh, DMC five of them. DMC three. I really, I really think three. It is three. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which yeah first three? try. There's quite a few hard levels. It's called Tamani Gru. That's what uh, it's called. Can I, can I just do What's it called? Level, <laughs> well, which one's that? <laughs> um. You're probably saying it just fine. I probably am. Probably. <laughs> I I probably. Butchering. <laughs> really sorry to anybody who made that game. <laughs> oh, you're going to get letters. <laughs> Why is she saying Temani Gruitz? It's Temani Gruitz. Question eight. It's pronounced sausage balls. <laughs> it was my pirates up there. I'm sorry about that. I just. Oh, it's pronounced quadcopter. No, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, question eight. Uh, the Mystic Tribe, the Dark Tribe, the Morador Tribe, and the Terror Tribe all pertain to which film inspired game? What? Toby. 
Avatar. No. Is there, a, is there an Avatar game? There is. No yeah, idea. There is, yeah. There is. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently it wasn't bad. I was just going for tribes. Ross? Cannon fodder. They can't hesitate like that after. <laughs> Cannon fodder. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think you're going to be like... a great game on the Mega Drive. Thank you very much. <laughs> no. Miles? Mm. Um, I've got a second guess after Miles has gone. Um, for, for, for a spiritual point? For no points, yeah. For no uh, points. Spiritual point. Oh, I don't know. Green Hell? Is there a film called Green Hell, is there? Probably, somewhere <laughs> in the world. <laughs> okay, Toby, spiritual point. There's no film called this, so it's rubbish. I was thinking God of War. Like the okay. dark elves and such. Yeah, no, I can see why you'd think that. Um, so it's film-inspired. and Amy! Ross, for a spiritual point. Um, Lord of the Rings? Shadow of War? Shadow of Mordor? Yeah. Yeah, oh, seriously. It's a spiritual point. You don't get the point. Yeah, no, 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 I understand. I will take it. You'll take it. Out. <laughs> I will and... take it hard. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> question okay. nine. Thank you, uh, Daddy. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, Leo and Vincent are protagonists from which game? <laughs> Miles. Oh god, uh, I think I fucked this up. But I'm going to say Final Fantasy Seven. No. Yeah. I was thinking Leo ain't right. Oh no, I know what this is. Uh, uh, Amy Ross. What are you doing, step bro? <laughs> I actually do know this um, one, so I'll go for the spirit point. If you don't Assassin's Creed Two. No. No. Mm, Vincent Van Gogh is in it. No, Leonardo da Vinci's in it. Vincent Van Gogh probably. <laughs> Toby, do you want to? Do you want to? <laughs> Do you want to I have no, it? no, I don't, I don't really have an option. I, I, I'm thinking of like beat 'em ups with random characters in at the moment. I have no idea. Fair. No. Can I get the spiritual point? Yes, you can. If you get it right. Double dragon. It is a way out. You're well. A way out. Um... A way out. I think I've accidentally just given you an extra point, Miles, and I can't remember how many points you got right. So, oh well. Anywho. No, no <laughs> points. That's a spiritual point. That one. <laughs> no, the one before. As in, like, I think when he buzzed in, I thought he was going to get it, and I can't remember if I pressed X or not. But I don't think I did. I think I think all oh, still even. I think I hovered above it. Anywho, um, last question. Question ten. Iron Fist is the Japanese translation for which game? Work, 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 work. Toby. Tekken. It is Tekken. Yes. Lovely. Well Lovely. Nice ending. Nice went a little bit mental there, but. Chocobo was so excited. I gave him some little grizzle greens. The points are as follows. If I definitely got it right, which I think I did, is Toby, you have two. Hold Yay. on. Yeah. Well done, Ross, you have two of a spiritual point. Hey. And Miles, you have three with a spiritual point. <gasps> oh, damn it, it would have been three oh all the way. Oh, I won a quiz! Damn it. I really, should have, I really should have got that Watch Dogs one. Excuse me while I just I know, that's the one I'm annoyed about now. I'm like, oh my god. Fucking of course Watch Dogs do. God damn it. To be fair, I think if you don't make cry, so even now. True. <laughs> True. Well, Miles won the quiz. Oh my god! Very nice. Very nice. Well done. Thank you, too. Good quiz, cat. He's back on the throne. Thanks, bud. Love Thanks, it. buds. Yeah, that was, I can't that... wait to not win another one for eight weeks. <laughs> that was a great quiz. That was Thank a you. very good quiz. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. It was a vegetable question, wasn't it? Really. 
Yeah, that was badass. I don't think anyone else could have done a better job than you at doing that quiz, Kat. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's Abs- not true, though. Uh, it's, oh, it's definitely true. Absolutely masterful. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, well done, Miles. Thank you. Thank you kindly. How do you feel? I'm going to bask in this for the next, well, three months until I next win. Because <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to give you a, um, I'm going to give you a, a post-football match interview kind of thing. All right. You ready? All right. All right. Marge, you went out there. I mean, you uh, got the result. Uh, how's it feel? Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. But it's, it's all about the team effort. You know, I think we put in a good shift today. We worked hard. We, we worked the lines and we got some questions. We got some questions in. We did well. So uh, credit to the team and credit to the, uh, to the folks up there who uh, looked out for us today. And, uh, Uncanny but... how much of a sports interview this sounds like. <laughs> I've, I've watched a lot of them in my time. God. <laughs> guys, 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 guys. I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> I don't think Miles won the quiz. The <laughs> oh, don't do this to me. Right. So going, oh back over it, so going back over it, I can't find where the third question that Miles got right was because he got destroy all humans, the inpatient. Did you get any others right, Miles? Uh, what were the other questions? Did you get Devon May Cry right? No. No, that no. was Ross. That's your spiritual point. Okay. Oh, I got Watch Dogs too. You got Watch Dogs too. Yeah. Oh, okay, then yeah, you did win. Okay. Oh Jesus, trying to steal my okay. win away sorry, from I'm me. I'm so sorry. I'm I so almost sorry. had a heart attack. The drama levels here are just too much. Second sports type interview. And remember to put, um, say the word obviously. VAR came out there. Yeah. Yeah. glass cage of uh, emotion. Well, VAR uh, out there. VAR uh, played a, a huge <laughs> role in your victory today. Um, um, what do you make of the uh, technology and uh, how are you going to celebrate tonight? Well, Roscoe, I think it's it's a real shame when technology decides to rear its ugly head like this in a beautiful game of passionate, you know, quizzing. You know, it's a real shame when this happens. And I think we've been let down today by the officials, but you know what? The right results come out at the end. So we'll, we'll take this away and we'll celebrate it as we should. Uh, congratulations. Give my, give my uh, congratulations to the team. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll, I'll pass it on to them. They'll be, That's they'll you, be Gary. That. That, that was you forgot, you forgot at least three uh, uh, <laughs> uh like that. Well, you know what, mate? Yeah, <laughs> and at least five or six, um, obviously, you know, obviously. Obviously, uh, obviously. yeah, I think obviously uh, it's, it's phenomenal, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. For, uh, yeah we did, we did the, the game. The amount of time wasted he over scored. saying nothing is quite he's incredible. A, he's, he's a great technician. Team. That's always yeah. a go-to line. He's a great technician. Yeah, like they have any idea what that means. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, right then, let's move on after that genuinely harrowing moment that we all just lived through. Oof. Right, let's get into the news. And do you have an Xbox? Because there's a chance you may not have been able to play it this weekend. Xbox downtime leaves some users unable to boot the game. This is Andy Robinson over at VGC. Some Xbox users were left unable to purchase or launch games for 12 hours on Friday and Saturday after Microsoft servers experienced a major outage. The survey issues were first acknowledged by Microsoft at 9.46 p.m. BST on Friday when it said it was aware that some users were unable to purchase games, launch games, or start cloud gaming sessions. Microsoft appeared to fix the purchasing issues within a few hours, but it wasn't until nearly 12 hours later that all affected users were once again able to launch their purchased games and start cloud gaming sessions. At the time of publishing this story, Xbox support has acknowledged that some users are still unable to access media streaming apps such as Netflix and Disney+. Plus. Uh, this article went up uh, uh, yesterday. So yeah, there was still a bit of an issue yesterday as well. And uh, yeah, not bad. I know you guys aren't major Xbox players, but did you notice any outages this weekend? 
I was still finishing off Elden Ring at this point. And okay. when I then when I then eventually did use my Xbox, which was on Sunday, everything was working. So I um I was playing Trek to Yomi on Game Pass on on Sunday night. And it was fine. Ah, okay, cool. Downloaded and worked. Yeah, I've been playing on my Xbox this weekend. I've had no no major issues. Um I think Was it local um, local based? Was it particular areas? Does uh, it say anything like that in any of the coverage? Um it it, it appeared to be worldwide. I mean no one said no, hmm. I've, I've not read otherwise. Um, but yeah, on the it's actual lucky. Xbox Outage website, Cloud Gaming Remote Play Games and Gaming, they were both off. They were both offline. So um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. But there's only one answer to this, and that, my friends, is Fortnite. What they did, they put Fortnite on the Xbox Cloud on Friday night, and assumedly that has something to do with their servers getting absolutely slammed. Because of course now, uh... if you go through Safari, you can play Fortnite on your iOS device which you have not been able to do for the past 18 months so assumedly every single person with an ios thing that wanted to play fortnite all tried to log in at the same time and may have absolutely slammed their servers um that's my theory anyway why did them all going in on you know ios or whatever kill the xbox servers well it was going it's going straight to the xbox cloud why Oh, because it's because it's using the cloud gaming service, but via iOS. Yes. Okay, I'm with you. I'm yeah, with you now. Where Fortnite currently lives in the Xbox cloud. Gotcha. And that's the only way that iOS players can play it. Yeah, this has totally killed it. Then big crash. Too many people. Like yep. when you got try and try and do stuff on Black Friday. <laughs> so good old Fortnite. Um, and what what was surprising was how it knocked out all games as well. Like you could you couldn't put a physical disc in your Xbox and play it. Like that's that always online shit is so annoying. Yeah. Like when you can't launch, like Hitman, for example, you can't launch without being online. It's fucking pisses me off. Yeah. Uh, Miles, what do you reckon to this? Do you think they should have been ready for the, knowing that, you know, I think a good 52% of mobile owners are on iOS. So they yeah. probably should have been ready for this. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you'd always think so. But I feel like uh, companies always kind of underestimate just how much demand. Like we see it all the time where like a game goes live for the first time and it crashes and breaks and falls apart. And I think a part of me is a bit like it's kind of expected at this point that, you know, with all these things going so online and there's so much usage of it, you know, these are going to be problems that are just going to come up. It's the nature of stuff being on the virtual world. But equally, it, it does kind of show the problem of when stuff is always online or when your like hardware and software are so intertwined to like cloud-based services, it really raises like a consumer issue about you've purchased this stuff and presumably you can play it offline and suddenly you can't play it for as long as that service is down for. And so it kind of prompts the question of, you know, how much of this stuff do we actually even own when we buy it anymore? Um, if you can't even access stuff that you've purchased. So yeah, a part of me is a bit like, as long as it's not very long, I think it's part of the process of stuff all being online and for the benefit of convenience and everything else that we get. But I do also think there's a wider issue of like, if Xbox Live then went down for say like a week or two weeks, what then happens to people's rights like as consumers to access the content they have purchased and technically own, but can't access because for some nondescript reason, they're not able to get onto content they should be able to um so yeah i think there's like a wider thing to it and i i imagine i'd have been pretty pissed off i didn't play my xbox this, this weekend so i wasn't bothered but i imagine i would have been and you know what would me and cat do if we couldn't play dead by daylight for like three days you know <sighs> what would happen my god you'd be scratching at the tv wouldn't you i'd have to go read a book or something who wants to oh, do that i'd imagine such a thing 
Exactly. So, yeah, wider consequences, you know? Yeah, this is, it, it does bring into question the DRM issue, um, which obviously got slammed as well. Yeah, always um, does. <laughs> all, all digital games, all digital games you couldn't play on Xbox this weekend. That is bad. Like, it's if you, just nuts. As I think of how many digital games I've got in my library, it's probably like two to 300 or something, which suddenly yeah. I can't play any of them, which I've spent hundreds of, probably thousands of pounds on. Yeah, I have an Xbox Series S, so I don't have a disk drive. So all of my Xbox games are digital. <laughs> yeah, you can't do anything. So, at the moment, it's just a it's just a white box just staring at me. But um, that's yeah, that's not good. Fortunately, I um I didn't uh, I didn't hit any of the issues um, which came up. But uh, yeah, it it seemed to be pretty intense. Yeah, it's not good, and it, it does raise the issue of what happens if one of these things gets hacked one day and then they keep it offline for like three weeks. Like, yeah, I imagine there's going to be some interesting lawsuits that may come of it if it stays this way. Yeah, and I think you know it's DRM. That's the biggest problem. I think if Microsoft really want to be, you know, they're they're so consumer focused and so consumer friendly to such a to a degree of near lunacy at the moment with bloody Game Pass and everything, that DRM is still a cloud that's hanging over um, mm. digital rights. Yeah, and um, I don't know, I don't know. Cat, is it time to get rid of DRM so digital people can actually play their games? <laughs> um. <clears throat> Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because it's like a weird version of NFTs. Like, if they take it off, it doesn't exist. Like, like you said, Ross, you've just got a white box in front of you. And if that was for if that was for the next foreseeable future, you know, that's money that you've put into it. Like, you own that. You own. I don't know. It's a tricky, weird subject, isn't it? Because I remember this happening to me quite a few years ago when I had the Xbox One and I thought, you motherfuckers, I paid like gold, like I paid for gold at the time and I remember thinking to myself, like if I am without electricity or without the internet for a day because talk talk or whatever you provide a sky go down, you get compensation for that because you've paid for that service. Why is it not the same here? And it, it, it's, it's a strange one, it just it's a bit awkward, isn't it? And it definitely does highlight the the problems going ahead in the future with stuff like you know no, no disk drive flipping stuff um and having cloud and and yeah it, it's a tricky one it's i'd be fuming i'd be absolutely never imagine right you're, you're, and the thing is as well like i think i'd be fuming in like a, a first world problem way like oh my, my xbox doesn't work but <laughs> but it's still let people work hard you know i think there has to be a way to access those games that don't require you that don't require like a server in a, in a sense to like be be the be all and end all of 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 you being able to access it yeah i mean if you download a digital game that you buy you should just be able to play it whenever the hell you want yeah 100 um if you're streaming from the cloud or if it's an online game then yeah obviously that's going to be an issue absolutely but if you're playing the fucking sims like if you bought the sims and you can you should be able to just access that wherever it wouldn't matter but if you can't then access you know not online games that's a problem yeah i mean i saw a tweet about someone that bought a digital version of um, mass effect 2 and this is an xbox 360 game and he couldn't play it because the xbox series servers were down and that's like mm. that's that's where it gets ropey isn't it because like you said if it was dead by daylight if it was Fortnite, if it was something online where you had to be online for other players fine 
like yeah shit goes down you know it needs it it needs a, a kind of server to hold that many people on it needs a a back frame whatever you call it um but to play mass effect don't you be on body line to make those decisions of who, who which which person of your crew is going to save the world you know mm. you don't need to you know if you were playing sonic forces if you were playing like sonic origins why would you need to be online you wouldn't be and to not even be able to access that but also as well to charge like what i was saying does this then fall into a bigger problem of like you not having a disk drive say that was down indefinitely for a, a, an unknown period of time because they couldn't get it back up they couldn't fix it that shit happens sometimes on websites you know mm. <clears throat> And it's not always easy to bring back. You know, it, it falls into a tricky business of where do you lie if all of your stuff relies on a server that could easily go down, but you've paid for it and you're you're paying money into that. You know, if, if the banks go, well, actually, no, I don't want to use the bank analogy. That's tricky business. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? You, you know, your money is in there. It's like a weird, it's a weird subject. I think I'd be really angry. I think I'd be understandably angry. And I, I do think that Microsoft need to maybe potentially compensate people for, for that because they're paying for it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's a shady practice that unfortunately doesn't seem like they have any answers for it. And also as well, like I remember when it happened to me a couple of years ago and all they released was like a, and I think it was like a day and a half it went down for like some players. It wasn't everybody, but it was like some players are experiencing um, and I couldn't play, I couldn't play Fable. I was remember being livid because I was like, I'm a really good bit. And I was like, fuck this. And like, I couldn't play like World at War. That was the only two games that I really played on Xbox was World at War and Fable 1, 2 and 3. Um <clears throat> And I remember thinking, like, so what? Like, no, sorry, we'll give you, you know, if Orange go down or EE go down for, like, a day, they're like, sorry, we'll give you, like, two gigabytes of data for free. And there was nothing. There was just a tweet being, like, our oh, bad. I was like, yeah, you're fucking bad, but I pay, like, if you're going to pay 30 quid a month, that's a pound a day. <laughs> like, yeah. Which might not be great in the grand scheme of things, but there are people who work different shifts that have different accesses to these games as well, like... Mental, if you're going to bring the mental health card into it you know people this is people's hobbies or what people can do in a short period of time maybe they work 24-hour shifts maybe they work five nights a week maybe they you know and they're really looking forward to their downtime and they pay for it and maybe they they budget that money to pay for that service and then it's not even usable and all you get is a sorry tweet well, sorry's not good enough if it continuously happens or it happens for a lengthy period of time and you're not able to access games that aren't really supposed to be involved in being online yeah, boy, if I get Sonic Origins and I can't play Sonic 2 the <laughs> DRM machine. Oh, we're going to kick off, Xbox. We're going to kick off. Um, yeah, it's interesting, um, especially with um, the next story, which is, of course, related to cloud gaming and Game Pass. Um, Xbox will bring Game Pass streaming to TVs in the next year, it's claimed. Once again, VGC, once again, Andy Robinson. Microsoft will finally bring Xbox Game Pass streaming directly to TVs and standalone devices in the next year, it's claimed. That's according to a new report by GamesBeat, which claims that within the next 12 months, Microsoft plans to release an Xbox streaming service similar to Amazon Fire Stick or a Roku-like puck. In addition, Microsoft is planning a Samsung TV app, which will allow users to stream cloud games direct to their televisions without any additional device, it's claimed. The launches are said to be part of the new Xbox Everywhere initiative, which this week saw its first free-to-play title in Fortnite. Now... Miles, would you get one of these things? Um, a little I mean, I Xbox to stick in the back of your telly? I mean, I have an Xbox already, so... Yes, but... Okay, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me uh, kick you a scenario. Okay, go. 
Okay, like we were talking about last week, is the Xbox Bethesda conference. We sit down, we're very excited. I found out I'm working that night. I'm really pissed off about it, but that, that's by the by. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's not an issue right that's now. That's a side issue. Yeah, it's a side issue, and I'm going to miss it, and it sucks. But it, the unthinkable happens. Hellblade 2 gets dropped day and date. Oh, no. Oh, okay. All right. You want to play it, but you've got an Xbox, but you haven't got the right Xbox. Oh, okay. All right. I see where you're going with this. Around that time, they also go, by the way, this is the Xbox streaming stick for like 20 quid. You can just throw Game Pass into the, into the back of your telly and boom, there it is. Hellblade 2 staring right back at you. Well, I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't take much work at all. All right. Yeah. Do you know what? I was very like, I don't, I thought this was going to be something. It's almost in a way like rewarding people who don't want to buy hardware. And although I think that's sensible because I think the way like, people are moving going forward they want like ease of use and not everybody wants to commit to like a console if they're very casual um so i think it works for like bringing in people who otherwise wouldn't bother potentially and i can imagine for a lot of tvs it will just come in like part of the price so a lot of people will end up with like netflix like game pass and all the rest just worked into their tvs almost automatically when they buy it so in a way i can see it as being like a very good way of Again, expanding the reach, getting more people in, getting more subscriptions. But in another way, I'm a bit like, you're kind of moving people away from your own hardware. And I'm not sure how sensible that is, but I don't think Microsoft care. I think they just want people, everyone on Game Pass. And once they've got that, I think they'll be quite happy. Um, But the scenario you've just put to me is actually very tempting because it offers people, again, more options, more choice. It's very pro-consumer of you can almost access game pass and xbox however you want to and i always think that's a good thing to give people those options and let them decide how they want to engage with it yeah it's very interesting that they are considering these little devices because that will be cloud only you know there, there won't be yeah there won't be hard drive space in these things yeah it's literally just you plug it in you connect and there you go you've got it yeah i, I imagine well you're obviously gonna have to buy a controller to use it so yes but you know, other than that, it, it cheapens down. I guess it's an easier point of access for people who maybe don't have as much money either. If they can't afford, you know, four hundred quid for a console, you know, mm. you can go in at a much cheaper version of you just pay 10, 20 quid a month or whatever for your straight three TV, get a controller, job done. You know, um, yeah. So it's a cheaper point of entry, gives you more access. I think it's a nice idea. Maybe like seventy five pounds for a device and a controller together. Mm, absolutely, and then. Yeah, more people can access it. You get more subscriptions. Even if people then don't use it, you know, if they're quite clever, they can build it in, like I said, to the price of the TV. People pay the subscription, don't even realize they're paying it. Um, I think it makes sense in some point of view. I I just personally am a bit like, huh, that's weird. Your, your TV can now just play games on its own. Um, but I think that's kind of the old school gamer in me rather than the, the newer, more modern version, which is life now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, should be fun to see where it goes. Um, Toby, would this be something that um, you'd be interested in? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's um, it's the future, isn't it? Really, the mm. uh, it's the stadia of Xbox. If if you remember, I don't know if um, listeners heard much about it, but um, Paul, when we were all playing Cyberpunk, um, not you know, not Christmas this time, but you know, last Christmas, the um, we were all playing it you know, on whatever hardware we had and we were suffering for whatever reason with whatever hardware we had um, because the game was, you know, full of bugs. So, but um, but Paul comes, you know, just nonchalantly walking in going, oh, I've played the best version there is 
with absolutely no research first <laughs> and it's on stadia and bam you know just there he was playing a version with no bugs absolutely perfect um and streaming the entire thing so i just think in a way these things are kind of they are the they are the future whether whether stadia has been mismanaged a bit but it is by the by but this type of thing you know I'd, I'd love it if my tv just you know stick a fire stick in the back of it and off you go or you know an xbox stick the it makes me think that if they want to use it on current TVs, you ha kind of have to have the stick because you need something that will take like the Bluetooth signal. Um, and not every TV is going to have that. But as soon as you've got that little bit, you can you can use that with your controller. Newer TVs, everything going forward could build it in, like Miles was saying. It it just sort of, you know, in a way, all they want to do is get everyone on that subscription service, right? And they've been trying to do what Miles said for a, a year or two now, just stop worrying about having the best hardware no one it no one at xbox seems to care whether you bought an xbox series x an xbox series s or you've got an xbox one still they just don't really give a shit as long as you're paying for the subscription so they're thinking how do we just get more subscriptions the more the, the less hardware barrier the less of every barrier that we can possibly get and, and they're like there is the only barrier we can think of is the controller. So they're like, give you a little fifteen pound stick and buy a controller, and you're good. You're golden. You know, you can play everything, and you just have to worry about the subscription. I think it's, mm -hmm. I think it's the way a lot of these things are going to have to go. And it, 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 I think Xbox is though though they get a lot of they get sort of a rap for not having the best games at the moment, or or quite the pipeline they they promised. Game Pass seems to churn up a new, you know, indie thing all the time. Whereas, but at the same time, I think they're they're very much ahead of the game when it comes to the tech, when it comes to the ideas and the innovation. They they seem to be ahead of Sony and and their competitors when it comes to that. They're just thinking 10, 20 years ahead of you. We're in two thousand, and they're in three thousand. You know, it's that kind of thing. I think it's good. I yeah. buy one. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um... How are you with cloud gaming? Is your internet uh, solid for cloud gaming? So recently we managed to get fiber here and cloud Ooh. gaming's been great ever since. Um, I'm moving house soon as well. And then one of the first things I checked was that they had fiber at the new place and they do. So I don't think I'll have that much of an issue with cloud gaming at all. I've, I've played Gears, just to mention that again, I've played Gears 5 um, over Xbox cloud gaming, didn't experience any real issues whatsoever. Fantastic. Xbox is building the future for you, my friend. I think it is. I think it's just they're they're ahead of the game on on that futuristic idea, the ideas and the tech, and but yeah. they just need to they just need to bring all their studios along with it and get the the more diverse ideas for games at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Cap, would you yes. get one of these little things? Do you know for, what uh, Fable Day One? <laughs> Do you know what? I absolutely fucking word. What a great game that was. Um, <laughs> Do you know what I was thinking about it? And obviously, this is this is a market for people who maybe also don't have an Xbox, but also maybe do have an Xbox and do a job like you, in the sense of like they they maybe do twenty four hour shifts or they do like X amount of shifts. There's a TV fucking everywhere, dude. Like, and I think what what a great little thing to be able to just say, hey bud, want to play a game? Let me just get my fire stick and I'll come on over, you know. Or you're visiting somebody, or maybe you're going for Christmas on a five day like airbnb somewhere you know and i think it's great as well because although you won't get complete autonomy over the games that you play and what i mean by that is obviously you're not going to stick a disc
skin and buy your own game from CEX and stuff, you'll, you'll only have, I guess, whatever they offer you on cloud. But equally, that's a really massive advantage for games to put themselves on Game Pass. We were talking a couple of pods back about the pros and cons of, of Game Pass versus PS Plus, weren't we? And how, you know, why would, you know, why would somebody make the choice to put it on Game Pass? Or does that look worse for them? Or does it look better for them? And will will PlayStation Plus ever kind of live up to Game Pass? And I think this is one step ahead of the kind of uh, trail already, because... Mm games are going to go and get there might be someone out there there are going to be hundreds of people out there people like myself who will not have an xbox so maybe not have stuff that isn't on game pass because i've got the little stick things for example i'm going to search you know i'm going to fancy a game and my horizon is going to be widened my eyes are going to be more open to looking at games i usually wouldn't pick because i haven't got the ability to just chuck a disc in or buy a game or that you know i'm going to have to need to do whatever's on game pass um unless they're gonna you know do a store type thing and you can download it to the cloud blah 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 blah. but actually if we're thinking like basic basic and and it is just the, the game pass subscription then that's incredible because there's going to be loads of games that will be like yeah shove my game on there for exposure because people might just start working their way through game pass and i think that that's yeah. not easily done on xbox or playstation because people have their own agenda of what type of game they want to play they might eventually. I mean, I'm always scrolling the store, but I'm not scrolling the store because it's my only option. Mm. And I think okay. that's a really, a really powerful thing that that Xbox have done there because I think accessibility, like like Kobe was saying, they don't really care what you have; they just want you to play a game, <laughs> and it doesn't matter where it comes from, whether it's it's an Xbox game or the Game Pass game. But this completely increases accessibility. There's you know there's thousands of people who can't afford the hardware. If this is a cheaper alternative and someone's still just as happy, then great. But I also just think the accessibility of like not logging your xbox to your mate's house or not logging your xbox to you know the airbnb for your holiday lodge or whatever it might be and i think it's a fantastic way whether you had an xbox or not to be like yeah let's just crack open a few games and yeah i think it's a great idea i think especially with the amount of day one releases that go on to game pass i think it's an incredible um little piece of hardware that will be really handy and what's going to really suck one day is the kid who's going to like put it down on the tube or something they're going to lose <laughs> they're going to lose their <laughs> xbox and what, what would be essentially their xbox on the tube um a price point i guess would be really important is it going to be you know are they going to do like a switch type thing where it's only like a hundred quid cheaper than than the xbox um yeah, we'll i think i don't know i don't think it'll be over 100 pounds i think it'd be really really cheap yeah. Like the, fi- the fire awesome. stick is incredibly cheap. That's yeah. true. Like, like twenty nine ninety nine, isn't it? Exactly. This thing could mm-hmm. be like sub thirty quid. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't need to and be anything more than just a device with the server on, does it? Really? Exactly. Yeah. And Bluetooth. That's it. Yeah. That's what it needs. That yeah. is incredible, if, really, isn't it? And if you've already got a controller, you don't need to buy one with one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think you make a good point on portability. Like, you're not going to lug your Xbox. No. Like, anywhere. I never take my Xbox on holiday. You know. <laughs> but I would. I could take this little thing. 
that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I've had loads of like, I go to the same place every February for half time, and somebody always has to bring a PlayStation so we can all play Jackbox. Yeah. Um, and or they bring their Switch dock or or whatever, and mm. being able to just it's much easier know, to bring the Switch than it is to bring the Xbox. Exactly. I mean. Exactly. Yeah. As soon as the Switch came something. in, yeah. As soon as yeah, as soon as the Switch came in, it was like, oh, I don't have to log my PlayStation anymore. I can just bring the Switch dock, and then now it's going to be, you know, I don't even have to log my switch dock i can lug this little thing and we can play loads of other games mm. wouldn't it be cool. cool to plug it into like a like like an airplane seat like hdmi port on an that's what seat. i was thinking as well Ooh, you think about how many better. places have a tv think about like hotels if you're yeah. away for like just say like, i don't know you're away on a business trip and you've got to be there for a week or whatever i don't know how fancy these people are to be away on business trips for a week and have you know a real love for gaming but mm. uh but i'm sure if the nhs sent me on a business trip for a week my uh, my ass would be hauling that little fire stick <laughs> <laughs> do you think it would have to go through an hdmi port like that or do you think it could go through a usb port because if it go in the usb port i reckon usb you could you could even because you know, the fire stick goes through quadruple USB. the amount of port places you could play that's what i mean like, no, like my it... fire stick is hdmi oh is it yeah yeah okay well yeah because it needs to go it needs to be oh yeah it makes yeah. sense on a tv it just done you know if you want to use your monitor like your laptop monitor usb makes sense i, mean, I imagine most of them have got my, hdmi these days but my fire tv cube thing that i've got goes to hdmi and then it's powered through the usb port on my tv so uh, I assume yeah. it might be well, you, the Xbox well, you have to, like, It's got a little extra wire thing, like you have to plug it in twice. Is that what you mean? Yes, yes. Ah, right. Yeah. I don't have um, one. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it would definitely be HDMI because it's still, it still needs a picture, doesn't it? Oh, <laughs> Facts. Be, yeah. Scott. Yeah. Still got to see the games, you know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, okay. All good, Microsoft. Make it happen. And we will all buy these little Xbox sticks and play Fortnite until our eyes bleed out of our Also, heads. what a great little gift for like 30 quid. If it's going to be 30 quid, like, yeah. that's a cool gift, you know? Well, here's 30 quid. You got, you got to subscribe to it for £12 a month. But here's, <laughs> here's a little present for you. Here's a little present for you. Um, yeah, I mean, I suppose you could pay it off for the person you're gifting it to. And uh, yeah, there you go. Xbox. Xbox for what a whole What do they call year. it? Xbox stick or something better? Game Pass stick. Stick X sticks <laughs> sticks probably is going to be called yeah. sticks hardcore sticks X. yeah sticks of an X Xbox I'd really stop myself from saying cock then oh <laughs> 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 you stick your old cock in the back of the TV you'll get <laughs> said it anyway but never mind someone's done it yeah <laughs> Um, Mars, have you got any names for this thing? Nothing that can top that. No, okay. right. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't top it. I'm not even going to try. I'll ruin it. All right. Okay. Let's get into Activision Blizzard. Yeah. Everybody loves to talk about Activision Blizzard. Um, this is Tom Ivan over at VGC. I got everything from VGC today. Don't worry about it. Activision Blizzard have been sued by New York City over the Microsoft acquisition. A lawsuit from New York City officials have accused Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick of rushing to sell the company to Microsoft in a bid to escape liability for wrongdoing and realize significant bonuses. As reported by Axios, the lawsuit was filed on April 26th by New York City Employees Retirement System. Is that a thing? And pension funds for the city's firefighters, police force, and teachers. The plaintiffs, who own Activision Blizzard stock, filed the lawsuit in a bid to gain access to its corporate books and records which they believe could expose Kotick and its board of directors to misconduct that has depressed the company's share price. 
They originally began seeking access to internal Activision Blizzard documents last October after the Court of Duty and World of Warcraft publisher was sued by the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing over its failure to handle sexual harassment and discrimination against female employees. Plaintiffs were seeking to determine what Kotick knew about the sexual misconduct at Activision Blizzard as a pretext to suing him and his fellow board members for allegedly devaluing the company. Um, the article goes on and on and on, but um, that is essentially the headline. Uh, who hasn't gone first yet? Oh, Kat, you love Activision Blizzard. Why don't you talk to us about it? <laughs> Do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm more on a soapbox about the next uh, battles, battles, battles than, <laughs> oh, okay. than anything. Uh, but, I mean, I could have sworn that they already sued. Was it, was it a different state that sued him before? I thought it was, I thought some state had already sued him, but I'm not surprised. Um, I, I think looked. it's really strange that, a, like, someone talks on behalf of a whole state. Um, but, you know, I think we all kind of guessed that. I think we all kind of said, yeah, it's a smart move. Activision are under a lot of heat. It's surprising why Microsoft would want to buy them, but also not that surprising because they can, you know, reimagine them or they can, you know, uh, fix them, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm not surprised that he tried to try to rush it or try to and I'm sure that that title is mistyped because how can you realize people's bonuses do do they mean release do they mean like release money because that would be like a suable offense wouldn't it if people released money quicker than they is it when you promise a bonus and then you aren't able to fulfill it realize the amount of money that you've promised because Uh, the share price has gone down so much materialize I guess Oh, okay. You know, so it, essentially, it, 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 like he yeah. sold it faster because otherwise his like if the his... share price, if if you're giving people yeah. a bonus based of like fifty shares and the share price has plummeted in price, then that fifty mm. shares is worth half what it was worth. Do you see yeah, I mean? that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I see, I see, I see. Okay, fair enough. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean that that makes sense of why. I mean, there was a lot of reasons why he really needed to sell Activision, wasn't there? Um, the first one being that he's a total fucking prick. Um, and then the second one just being that like, why wouldn't you? Your your company is going up and flame you know sell it to the highest bidder because it's gonna but it was strange because it went for so much so i don't know what they want out of it i don't know what they're trying to get they're trying to find them more and who would pay that would it be kotick would it be microsoft i don't know who knows and i guess yeah what what are they looking to gain out of this because you, you can't really i guess dirty their reputation any more than it already is (laughs) <laughs> no, exactly that. Yeah, uh, Tobes, what's your hot take on this one? I've got an interesting hot take on this. Oh because, yeah, let's go. Because this is my day job, right? So, oh, here we go. We- oh, interesting. When, <laughs> when um, so I I deal with the finance and such behind pension schemes, um, and it's interesting when this is the actual headline of this is that the New York City New York City, um, employees retirement system which is representing teachers, police, and firefighters are the ones that have sued him, right? And you're thinking, well, what's the link with New York City? And why there's no, they're not based there. And, you know, all this kind of stuff. It's like, why are they involved? The thing is that what they've done is that they've, they've got a retirement um, system, like a pension scheme, right? And they've gone, um, we've got loads of money here that people are paying into their pension every month, every week, et cetera. They're putting that money into the stock market, and then they're using that money to buy um, particular shares and 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 stocks and those stocks they've bought are in Activision Blizzard right so they've gone we put all these people's retirement funds into this company they're all waiting on them to 
realize the amount of the shares. So they, you know, they want there there to be a payoff, a payday for all these people who are then, you know, going to come up on retirement. But all these firefighters and police and people who, you know, heroes of of New York City, and they are then undercut. Like they're not getting the amount that they thought that those investments were going to get them. Right. So they're then then going, well, now we're suing the the, the company that that holds those shares that the that, that influences those shares because we haven't realized the profits that we were thought we were going to realize yeah and it's just i think it's really interesting that suddenly there's a pension scheme involved in the gaming story and i'm like yeah <laughs> i know what's going on here um so it's it's that that's what's happening behind the scenes there it's um it's people trying to you know that they've got to 65 or whatever in america and they've gone my my 401k plan um, you know, is is invested in Activision Blizzard. And now I'm not going to get what I thought I was going to get. So I can't retire at the time I thought I could retire. Do you know what I mean? There's probably got a whole bunch of people who are just about ready to retire and then suddenly they couldn't because these, the, the, you know, the, the share price went down and they were like, well, I thought I had, you know, enough money to have 50, 100, you know, or 3,000 pounds a month or whatever it was they thought they were going to get, or dollars rather. And they are then, then looking at, instead of 3,000 dollars a month, they're looking at, one thousand dollars a month and they're like ah shit so i can't retire now i have to wait i have to put more money into it i have to wait until the stocks rise again so i mean so it's um it's interesting that they um that, it, that it's like that oh in terms of the rest of the story i mean uh, uh Katz said it better than i can say it you know the guy is a complete asswipe and i just kind of hate everything he's done it makes perfect sense from his perspective to get out as quickly as he can get his bonuses get everything set up for the board that you know the, the people that he's kind of in bed with or you know they've all got their hands in each other's pockets and things and and sell it and sell it as quick as possible but hopefully it's come back to bit to bite him do you remember um that there are stories in the UK sometimes about pension schemes. Um, the guy who runs, is it Philip Green, I think, who runs like um, BHS and things like that and completely just started using money out of the pension schemes. You know, you can you can sue and you can get somewhere and get people in a lot of trouble over this kind of thing. So it may be that it's actually quite a powerful force that's um, that sued him. Wow, there you go. That was like an actual hot take. I love that. Thanks, <laughs> this is why I thought the, I could come on today because yeah. I was like, she knows something about that one. <laughs> yeah, we had a pension scheme expert Toby Henderson on the podcast yeah. today talking about Activision. <laughs> there you go. Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. Uh, Miles, do you want to finish this one off with another scolding take? Yeah, I thought my take was going to be quite good until I just heard Toby's and he's kind of done it in the, the proper way. <laughs> he's made my take, but like taken it on and done it properly. Um, yeah, I think Bobby Kotick's a shady piece of shit. And it's, it's just no surprise that like you guys have already said that you know, he was looking to go as quickly as possible, avoid the lawsuits that were going on, avoid basically any sense of accountability or responsibility, get a massive payday, go and he's part of um that group who just bought uh Crystal Dynamics in them, isn't he? Um he's on that board. Embracer like, he is, yeah. Yeah, he's one of the CEOs. So, you know, he's not really losing anything from this. He gets a massive deal, he'll get his bonuses, he'll release all of his stocks and shares and everything in Activision. The chair no, price will that, that we can confirm. Kotick is losing nothing out of this day. <laughs> yeah. So he's just going to get like a massive payday out of it. And then he's going to go still work in the industry, still CEO and get millions of pounds of bonuses. Like he's just an awful human being, just a real scumbag. Um, but like Toby's touched on, you know, it's they're not suing because the company is bad or because of what's going on with it. They're suing because their shares and their money investment is being lost um, because Kotick's a prick. 
And it's kind of a, well, when you invest in a company like Activision, like we've known about this before, you know, you kind of, this is the gamble you take. So they're suing kind of comes across a little bit artificial, I guess, undermining. And it's a shame because the people that they're representing, you know, the money that has been invested is from people who are genuine heroes and work really hard and are the opposite of what Kotick is. But it's been invested in a way where you do take that risk. And video game companies especially are, from what I can gather, their share prices are massively inflated because they rely so much on microtransactions and like artificial false economies, like fake currencies and all the rest to boost up their revenue streams. So they look really profitable and really good investments, but it's going to burst eventually because there's only so many people who will buy into those things. So they want it to be like an infinite, ever expanding source of income, but it's going to burst at some point. And so it's it's like a lot of taking. There's like a lot of peaks and troughs because because of release schedules as well. So when a big game comes out, they, you know, a lot of people will use those funds and try to use that money. Whereas when there's a trough, because there's no games coming out, then the price, the prices will go down. It's um like you're absolutely right about everything else, everything else you just said then. But yeah, it's it's very time based. I think if if people were going to retire on the uh, on the on the money from it, they probably had to time it pretty well anyway. So they should have just waited for Modern Warfare Two, basically. <laughs> Maybe they should have waited for the yeah, like November and the next big Activision COD release. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I think it's it's an interesting one because I hate Kotick. I don't like Activision. I think it's another thorn in the side of Microsoft completing this acquisition. There's so many of these legal cases ongoing. You do kind of wonder how this acquisition is going to go through and how it's going to work, really. Um, but I don't care. I think Activision as a company needs to be scolded as much as possible. And hopefully Kotick gets done over by it as well. And he doesn't get to punch out all of his shares and everything else. But equally, it does suck for the people who are getting shafted a little bit because of his misdeeds. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think the story on the whole just shows capitalism as a, <laughs> isn't the finest thing all of the time. No, there's definitely, definitely something we can all agree on, I think. <laughs> yep. um, yeah. Um, I wonder if Microsoft knew about this. I wonder if it's just another thing that they've discovered that Activision are covering up or hiding from them because, you know, Activision just, just want the studios. You know, they don't want none of this bullshit. Um, but it's yeah, it's taking a long ass time. November it was announced that um, they were taking over, so it's um, yeah, it's taking its sweet time. Has it been since November already? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, man, it's been a while. It feels like two months ago. November twenty twenty one. It was Damn. crazy times. All uh, right, let's finish off with another story of Blizzard, and apparently, Cat's got a hot take for this one. I can't wait. Um, Blizzard Entertainment. I've named Jessica Martinez as its first vice president, head of culture. Prior to joining the World of Warcraft studio, Martinez spent 14 years at Disney, where she led strategy, communications, operations, and employee experience as its chief of staff. Man, what a cool gig. That sounds like fun. In her new role, she'll work with Blizzard's leadership team to implement its culture strategy, ensuring alignment across its various teams and functions, and to revamp its learning and talent development programs. When you create a people-first environment where teams feel safe, valued, and work together towards a shared purpose, everyone thrives, the employers, the players, and the business, Martinez said. Making the values of our connections show up in what we do is how we bring humanity back to business. Well, Blizzard are taking some steps to right their wrongs. Maybe, perhaps, we'll see. I've got to start with Kat because I need to know. Um, is that you ready? Just... Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Um, is that not just HR? 
but you're gonna you're gonna do like you're gonna be a leader of culture and work with the leadership team that haven't been replaced yet from all the shite from the last five years i mean kind of but head of culture sounds better than hr rep doesn't it it does but she's essentially like a glorified hr rep and we all know what hr didn't and did do or didn't do for activision and then she's like working alongside leadership so you're gonna work work what alongside the same people who tried to hide thousands of accounts of like sexual assault and abuse well yeah go girl congratulations on a new job um and that's speaking very cynically okay that's my cynic hot take out of the way um i think that it's necessary um but i i hope that this isn't just like all mouth i you know they've got this goal to hire um kind of female and non-binary staff um and upwards of 50 percent within the next five years and i just think to myself like yeah but that's a goal and that's a great goal you actually need to get people to want to work there because uh it sounds like unless you're gonna be willing or privy to sexual assault you, you don't really you don't you shouldn't really work there and i think that you know no one's gonna want to be employed by your company if you don't sort the shit out first so you can have your goal of em- employing 50 percent more women and non-binary people but you you have to sort the shit out first you can't just be like oh yeah no we're just gonna hide all this shit and actually we'll make it really equal the problem isn't equality that was never the problem in activision the problem are individuals not having accountability and responsibility taken upon them for fucking breaking the law and being disrespectful to women it was never about equality we couldn't give it they we honestly couldn't give a shit i can imagine the females didn't give a shit about the fact there were loads of males everywhere in fact what we probably care about most and i'm obviously speaking for myself not all women is that you know we don't get fucking butt touched every time we sit down or we don't get like rude converse jokes made about us or we don't feel belittled because we're female in the gaming industry so it's all well and good saying yeah let's hire more 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 women but you need to keep them safe first you shouldn't hire one more female yet until everybody is safe until every person in that in that establishment in that employment feels safe don't hire a single person fire the people that have done it get rid of the leadership that are privy to that knowledge and try to squish it and then be ahead of culture i just it makes me so angry that people are like oh we're just we're just gonna do a different goal of no 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 sort your shit out before you start growing your shit because otherwise your shit is just going to expand you know people need to be safe they don't need more jobs there's a 16 year old 17 year old female out there who's desperate to get into the games industry and now she's having to weigh up the decision just like you do in acting do i want to be sexually assaulted to fulfill my dream because it's the same for acting as well with acting do i want to get naked to get this part you know there's 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 these office politics everywhere but now activision are fully naked in front of the whole world they are on blast right now the problem is not opportunity the problem is safety don't don't have goals like that unless you're going to actually ensure that it's a safe environment for everybody and you've weeded out the poison thank you for coming to my TED talk (laughs) Well, I've got nothing else to add to this particular article. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have. I mean, that's that's my shilling point. I hope to God that this woman is amazing and she just sorts the shit out. But I am very sceptical of, of anything, like of dancing around the, oh, I've hired a new woman and she's a woman and she's powerful and she's this and that and the other. No, 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 no. 
don't say you're going to work along with leadership. Leadership's not a problem. And that's my hot tech. I'm going to mute myself now. I... <laughs> this is where in like a year's time, the pod gets quoted and I meet her and I'm shaking her hand. And I'll be like, <laughs> cat bless the head of culture from Blizzard. You know? <laughs> I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I hope I'm wrong. Again, I will always eat my hat if I'm wrong. I'm just very sceptical of like weird, arbitrary goals when the problem isn't, when the problem was never equality. Well, not inequality in the sense of employment rights. The problem was equality in not having your ass or fanny touched every time you sat down or feeling unsafe in your own work environment. So, yeah, okay. Could I'll we, unmute myself. Could we, argue, could we argue that you can't change things unless you are in there able to change them, right? So I want to I wanna believe that, like you say, Kat, that there's she's got all the best intentions and that she's yeah. successful what I what I wonder differently to what you're saying is that you you have to be in there first right she can't do this from outside so she kind of needs yeah. to be inside as this head of HR and people services and whatever she's called herself that 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 bit's important and you've got to I appreciate it completely it's not work it's not going to work very well if you're working with the leadership who have, who were the problem in the first place there, there does need to be an element of cleaning house but there's also maybe something where once you've done that with the leadership, there's a, I don't know what the right word for it is, but in a way, it's like, like an escape velocity. Like if, if you hire enough of the right types of people, your, yeah. your medium, your, your, your pool becomes your pool of poison becomes saturated like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with good stuff. I, I mean, that. so it, it's, it's, I can't think of the right word for it. Um, I do know what you mean. But, uh, I totally know what you mean. Yeah. That, that's what I'm, so I'm getting at. So I'm wondering if there's a, you know, yes, I agree with everything you've said, but at the same time, I just wonder if there's a, there's a, just a couple of ways of looking at it where she, we try and give her a chance and we say, you know, yeah, she's trying to be the I'm change. giving her the chance. Like, I'm not Good. like shitting on her head. I hope, like you said, I completely agree with you that she needs to be in there to do it. And so she needs to be a part of leadership to be able yeah, to do that. Yeah. And I hope But it's the that, wrong like leadership. I totally agree. That yeah, they, they she needs to be, like you probably said, probably should cull. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I hope that she is the good egg amongst, you know, the, the, run of the litter kind of thing um I hope that she she goes in there being the good egg that she is I hope that it's not Activision's way of trying to look like they've solved problems and actually have done nothing I I completely agree with you I do hope that she she cleans house I hope that she stands up for people I agree with what you're saying Toby and I think that is important I don't think it's the right tactic just yet because she's talking about this like as like this is a yearly goal from from active immediately and I think like that's that's not addressing the time. problem. Yeah, that's not addressing yeah. the problem. It, it's it's trying to, uh, I don't know. It can it can all go two ways. But no, I completely agree with you. Interesting, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we shall see. We, we shall, shall see, see where she goes. Yeah, but I wish all the best. I do think. I hope, I really hope. I like you said. Yeah, I, kind, I kind of want to wish her the best. Uh, yeah, but at the I same want time, to. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm very pessimistic about it as well that's yeah I want I want all the best and I hope she does all the right things and I hope she goes in with all the best intentions and I hope she has the same passion that we do about the issues that have happened in Activision I'm sure she does and that's probably why she wants this job and why she's been made this job and I hope that that is the reason that she she's here but I hope it's Mm. not a ruse to make it look like because you know what big businesses are like and you know what million pound oh, billion yes. pound businesses are like i hope it's just not a kind of smoke and mirrors type situation 
it's a small step um, in a long road that they have to take. And absolutely, you know, they have appointed Christine, Kristen Hind. If you remember last month, they employed someone as their diversity, equity, and inclusion officer. Again, a ridiculous title, but a job that probably needs to be done in there. Um, she said she will play a leading role in helping the company deliver on its commitment to growing a number of women and non binary people in its workforce by 50% over the next five years. Diversity is very important, but quotas are not a good way to go. I no. think, um, yeah. as, as I generally do work under the banner of HR, um, it's it's not a good thing to try and, you know, just hire so many people that are a particular thing. Like, you know, back in the day it was race. So, you know, you'd hire as many, um, you know, you'd have to hire 50% black people, you'd hire 50, 50% disabled people, whatever. Those things never work because you end up getting to the point where big business, like, you know, if we're being cynical about it, is is hiring people just for the sake of what they represent and not their skills or what they bring to the company or all these different things that are actually important factors as well. And so the quota systems just fall apart. They they don't do what they kind of look like they would do. At the same time, I just said what I said, which is that if you hire enough females and enough non-binaries <laughs> and enough, all this, you will eventually, you know, um weaken the poison as we said um so there is that but it's um you could you could weaken it with a lot of people who don't necessarily know what they're doing do you know what i mean they all, all were hired for very different reasons to what they should have really been hired for maybe they are really really qualified and and such as well that's great if they are but it's not going to be everybody I think also a downside to doing it the way that you're talking about in terms of like trying to saturate the poison pool um, is that like you said you, you could hire a lot of people who don't say anything so then you have just a hundred people who are feeling very like isolated or the best the best thing that business can do I reckon is to is to diversify right so if, if you're if you're looking at something and you and you've got Activision Blizzard right now as a you know, white male, and it's, you know, saturated board, and they're all looking at things in the same way, right? They, they have the same life experiences, they look at things in the same manner. If you introduce into that women, people of colour, and disabled people, and non-binary people, and all these different things, you start to see the world through, you know, a dozen different lenses instead of one. And it's definitely a better way, it's actually a better way to expand like um, profitability and exposure and, and the accessibility of your games and, you know, the, who, who your markets are. Do you know what I mean? Like, how many times have we said that um, female gamers have been there all along, right? But they've not been marketed to because everyone always thought, well, it's just a white male hobby, you know? And it wasn't. It never was. It's just that now they realize this and they market things to people in a f- it's at least far better than it used to be. See, I can't, I can't, I'd have to say it's not, it's not what it could be. But um, yeah, it's, it's something that businesses should take on, like always. Diversity mm. is the right route. Yeah. She's got some big boots to kick in the ass. They've got a lot to do. She's yeah, got a lot hell of to, lot do, to do. Bless her. Like that. Yeah, but you know, Disney never have any problems with workforces, do they? So it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered if we were going to mention that she came from Disney. Like, is that yeah, a great thing or is that a terrible thing? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's fine. Well, the next time, next time we'll know is that she's like best buddies of Amber Heard or something. She's the reason she kept the job on Aquaman too. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like working from hell and getting employed by the Nazis. It's all right. It'll be fine. I'm sure there's no red flags there whatsoever. Maybe she um, was the one who like stopped stopped the expanded universe in Star Wars, and I'm just like, oh, it was you. It was you. That's why we didn't <laughs> get our Chewbacca anthology cinematic universe. God damn it, uh, Miles. Do you want to finish this one off? Uh, again, don't really know how to follow That's that. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, to be fair, but the only point I was going to make was about the fact that she's come from Disney, which in and of itself doesn't bode well because Disney's a bit of a shit company as well in a lot of ways. Um, but again, I'm being pretty pessimistic. Don't like Activision. I think it is quite a token effort to be like, oh yeah, we're hiring some people. All the other management, all the other dickheads are still there. But you know, at least we've hired some good people in now. It's like cool. The problem hasn't gone away though. But like Toby said, you can't change it until you introduce people who are willing to change it. Um, so I guess it's a step in the right direction, but the only way I see it really shifting is once Microsoft get their hands on them, I think they will have a proper clear out and gutter it. And hopefully the people they're bringing in now to make changes will have the opportunity to step up and be able to enact a lot more power to make the practices better and make sure that people get to have a healthy work environment because that's what it should be. Um, yeah, so not much more to add, but again, it kind of feels a bit tokeny at this point, but hoping that these people will get the opportunity to make it stick a bit more in future and hopefully Microsoft will get their hands on them sooner rather than later. Or maybe they'll just burn down from all the lawsuits and then we can just take <laughs> all the nice people out of them and leave the bad ones to rot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, this story isn't, isn't going to go away for a long time. So fingers crossed if the Microsoft acquisition does go through, they can clean house because Phil Spencer is a good good egg and he ain't going to put up with any of this bullshit. It's time to clean house. It's got to be done. Yep. And uh, Martinez can go back to Disney where she belongs. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, when I saw it, I was like, brilliant. You've taken it from one shitty company and you've gone to another shitty company. Like, oh, don't, don't envy her. Right then, let's jump into our recommendations for the week. This is where we've seen something throughout the week that we want to share with you, whether it be a video game, a movie, a TV show. A something from McDonald's or something that they found at Morrison's. It really doesn't matter if it's awesome, it's going to be shared right now. Uh, let's see, Miles, you haven't gone first for a while. What's your recommendation? Uh, I actually kind of don't have one, so I'm just gonna say, hmm, this is such a tough one. I actually don't have anything whatsoever. I would oh, say God. the book of Boba Fett, but the first episode isn't good, so I'll go with that as the non recommendation for the week. Okay, don't watch the book of Boba Fett. Well, the first episode, anyway. It's like Until much. episode I think, four, I think we covered we covered that one a few weeks back, didn't oh, we? Yeah, no, we, we did. We two completely different takes on it. Oh, I tried. <laughs> I tried to watch it, and then the first episode was so bad. I can't bring myself to watch. And Boba Fett is one of my favorite characters, but I love like the mystique of this character. That was the benefit. And so when they announced it, I was running in two minds of like, I don't want Boba Fett stuff because otherwise it'll take away his whole thing. But equally, it's Boba Fett, and I want to watch it. And I watched the first episode and I hated it. I messaged you, didn't I, Ross? And I was like, I can't believe how bad this is. You called it perfect. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, man, just skip to four. But I need all the context. I can't. I just can't, watch like... the just watch the previous Wait, thing. My, my sense of control and routine yeah, doesn't no, let me did. do that. I disagree. I think the first three episodes are an incredible amount of lore and information about Sandman that you never got before, <laughs> and it's great. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's got oh. nothing to do with Boba Fett. Um, it's mostly to do with Sandman. Yeah. Oh, the Tuscan Raiders. Fuck me. Who, who looked at them and thought, you know what? They were the most interesting part of episode one during the pod racing. We'll, we'll just focus on them for a bit. Let's, let's bring them back. Nah, yeah. That'd be fine. 
wicked. Don't oh, even speak I've never really seen what their tribes are like, you know, and you got to see it. <laughs> uh, at least, be... least Obi Wan looks good. Yes, yeah, that, that could be the recommendation. Wait for Obi Wan instead. Wait for Obi Wan. Go watch the new trailer. Something game watched. <laughs> I can because it looks better than Boba Fett. <laughs> no, you can't. Can okay. and I will. For God's sake, just watch the rest of Boba Fett because there are moments in it that will make you squeal like a little Star Wars fanboy. And they are, they are worth seeing. So just get it done. Yeah. I'll do on holiday. There's two, there's two or three episodes that are really The Mandalorian. So okay. All right, cool. Well, I, love, I love The Mandalorian, so I'll push through for that. Maybe. You, you really have to because okay. there are moments that are just... You, you will message me and you go, Oh, my God! And so... <laughs> <laughs> I, I am waiting I think for the, that the moment. Is if you... you you can't go into Mandalorian three without having watched it. That's the job. No, you, you, you will Absolutely be stuck, not. and you and you won't know what's going on. Yeah, that's very true. Okay, I'll commit. I'll do it. I'll suffer it. Good lad. Good lad. Good lad. It's totally worth it. Just not. Just close your eyes during two and three. Okay, you don't need to watch them. They're fine. Uh, Kat, your recommendation this week. Uh, my recommendation is a lovely little switch. I don't think I've talked about this before. I might have. And now I'm getting like flashbacks. Of, like, have I already recommended this? Oh, well, you'll just have to tell me. Um, <laughs> is um, Arise a Simple Story? Have I talked about this? Did I say it in my last recommendation? No, we didn't do it. We didn't do recommendations last time. Anyway, thank you for my 30 second <laughs> monologue to myself about that. That's beautiful. <laughs> I love it. So, <laughs> you can cut that out if you want. Um, so my recommendation is a lovely little puzzle adventure called Rise, A Simple Story. It's not new. It's been out for a couple of years. It's just that it's review, uh, kind of released on Switch recently um, and I reviewed it. So you can check out my review of it at fingerguns.net. Um, essentially, it's about this, this little dude, kind of looks like Santa, kind of like he's very Nordic looking um, and it doesn't really tell you much at the beginning all all that it tells you is that there's been some sort of funeral um, and then it kind of leads you onto a mountain and then it kind of starts the chapters now each chapter is almost like a theme for his life and then as you kind of explore this kind of open world-esque level um, you will look and collect like memories and these memories are like little etched stone colored pictures some of them are real sad like some of them are really like intense if you find them they really tell a story um there's some really like, like poignant moments and then as you kind of go go through uh the levels they kind of all have like themes and they all have like metaphors within even the background or the environment so there's like um uh, a kind of level where he's jumping on like loads of flowers um and that's to like signify like a baby being kind of created and, and bloomed and it's all very very lovely and it's yeah it's it's really strange and it kind of all very pink and lovey-dovey it's just a very cute little game it's super colorful it's super kind of just just cutesy and it's really short as well so you know there's nothing the same either like none of the puzzles are the same and it's got this kind of cool little mechanic where um you will control one element of that ele um, of, of that level so for the first level i think it's um like water so like the water depth so that the um puzzle i just i just like spat a little bit there. depth <laughs> Um, but you will control the water depth. And so that allows you to like jump or not jump on, on kind of rocks that are in the sea, or it might allow you to like 
kind of bring a raft closer to you and you can control like time in that way so and then the next level is like stuff like the sun to shut so that the flowers will turn a different way because they're kind of pointing to the sun etc and each level controls a different aspect um, of environment to kind of just add a, a different dynamic to the puzzle that you're playing and nothing is ever the same and I just thought wow what a great cute little game that I'd never really heard of and I know that Miles is a massive fan of Untold Tales um, and I can see why I'm certainly on the bus I'm on the Untold Tales bus because they're just I, so good oh yeah I really enjoyed it and I was just I was I was playing it while I was reviewing it I was like talking Miles I was like oh my god I was like, I might cry <laughs> it's really sad and it doesn't even tell you anything it doesn't like have any dialogue it it's just done through picture and it is lovely so that's my recommendation I think it's like less than 13 pounds I might be a little bit wrong I thought it was 12.99 um I will double check but uh it's definitely less than 15 hopefully um but uh yeah it, it's a great game I think you should pick it up if you're looking for something on switch it's very quick all right that's a rise a simple story and also check out cat's review because it's well worth a read Toby your recommendation hello um hello. My recommendation is, hello, um, <laughs> Blade Runner Black Lotus. So this is a TV series that um, was, it's like an anime, but like a CGI anime, you know, like um, computer animated anime. It's, I think at the moment, I think I, I watched it a few weeks back. Hopefully it's still on there. It's on 4OD or, or all four, whatever they're calling themselves at the moment. Um, you can stream it on there. Basically, it's like 13 half hour or so episodes. And um, it's about a girl who's, um, you know, every character in Blade Runner is essentially a replicant. You know, it's, it's not spoiling anything to to say that the main questions are, is she or is she a re not a replicant for a while? And is, or is she or is she not? Um, but the um, it was a, it was a fun time. It was um, I think it's a little slow going. It's definitely quite a binge sort of a one. So if you binge it, you'll get through to more interesting content faster. If you watch it slowly, you'll probably find you've watched two or three episodes and been bored because for, for like a week because nothing's happened. But if you've watched three or four episodes in a day, then you'll be fine. Um, and yeah, I found it, I found it, it grew on me. It's, um, it's got some really fun combat animation stuff. If you like anime in any way, or if you like any of the CGI animes, it's pretty, it's a pretty accomplished one. Um, it's it's worth a watch that's all i'm saying it's not it's not like um because some some of the animated stuff that has come out these in the last few um in the last few months or, or year or so has been just insane like arcane is god tier level animation this is this is mid-level but it's um but it was worth a watch it was cool and um i love death and robots is coming back to netflix as well and that's that's god tier sometimes so one to watch in the meantime I really need to watch Arcane. I've got to start that at some point. Arcane is like, like if you're going to do these recommends, I would do it every week. It would be, it's the most amazing animation I think I've ever seen. It's brilliant. All right. All right. I'm going to go on it. I definitely. And it's, I, I hope a window or, a, you know, like a, an, an, an a, what's it called? An entry drug into um, League of Legends in a way for for me I, I will be interested in seeing if there's any other single player stuff that comes off the back of that or or you know other seasons where i'm not really that interested in starting a great big mmo yeah that's what worries me because now i've got a pc that can run league of legends 
I'm a little worried that I'm going to get sucked into it. <laughs> You'll time. get sucked into it, exactly. And it'll mm. replace Fortnite. Oh my God, imagine. I Full circle. Yeah, yeah, maybe you're right. <laughs> Come on, Fortnite, where's your Netflix original series? God damn it. Uh, There's no story. Re- there is a story. <laughs> um, <laughs> my recommendation is, well, I went to the cinema and I took a trip to go and see Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And it's... It's it's a good time. It's a good time. It's not going to be troubling my top 10 MCU movies. It's not going to be troubling possibly my top 15 MCU movies, but it was a good time. It's not No Way Home, not even close. Doesn't have that same level of euphoria in any way. It does have some cool cameos. Won't go into it here, obviously. Don't want to spoil them because they are cool moments. But it's just a good time. It's messy. It's convoluted. It's... A lot of things that I can't get into because of spoilers. So someone go and see it, please, so we can talk about it. But it's, um, yeah, it was a good, good time. But the reason why I'm, rec- I'm, re- I'm recommending it is because before that was my favorite part of the entire evening, which was the trailer for Avatar, The Way of Water. Now, I don't know how you guys feel about Avatar 13 years after the fact. But I remember adoring Avatar when it first came out. And it's been a long, long wait to have a second one. Not one that I've really been waiting for. I'd be like, Avatar was a perfectly fine film on its own. I've never really wanted a sequel. Of course, James Cameron is going to make a sequel to the biggest movie of all time. And I wasn't expecting anything from this trailer. And it blew Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness out of the water. And the only thing that I could remember from that evening, really, more than anything else, was that trailer for Avatar 2. It was absolutely astonishing. It is now online. You can go to the Disney YouTube channel and watch it there in full 4K shininess. Um, I was very lucky to see it on a big screen in 3D, and it was just mind-boggling. And I cannot wait to see what this film conjures up because I'm so weirdly invested again in the world of Pandora. And yeah, James Cameron is just a wizard, especially when it comes to sequels. I mean, Aliens, Terminator 2. If anyone knows sequels, is this guy. So... I really hope that it lives up to this trailer because the trailer was absolutely, it was astonishing. It was a 10 out of 10 trailer. And uh, I cannot wait to see this damn film. It's coming out in December. And it's unfortunately the best part of that Doctor Strange trip for me. Um, So yeah, my recommendation is Avatar, The Way of Water. Ideally see it in a cinema before Doctor Strange. So you get the full effect. Uh, But uh, it's also available now online. Anywhere you want to have a look. So do go and check it out. Miles, did you watch Avatar? Did you like Avatar? I did. I really enjoyed it. I thought the story was as cliche as cliche can get. But it's oh, the story's dumb as hell. The story. Oh dumb. yeah, it was it was ridiculous. And uh, if you go back and look at the CGI now, it looks terrible in comparison to like. But when it came out, it was like insane. It was like crisis level cool. Um, and like you said, I'm a, I'm a big fan of James Cameron as well. Terminator 2 is one of my favourite movies of all time. So I'm all in. I'm ready. And I think they filmed like three, have they? And they're all going to come out within like... A yeah, that no, was three, four, and five. It's four. Oh my yeah, God. Three, four, yeah, five, five. So there's four yeah. sequels, that's what I'm trying to say. They might right, kickstart, yeah. what's his name, Sam Worthington? Might kickstart his career again because it kind of died after Terminator, uh, the fourth one. I think it died after Avatar, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, he had his moment with Avatar and then he disappeared. Um, and he was like, come on, James Cameron, Avatar 2 now, hurry up. Yeah, fix me. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, it might be a, a pod spoiler special. 
Oh man, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a lot to say about Avatar when it comes out. Yeah, I'm oh, excited about it. Let's do it. Oh man, Con- confirmed coming in December. Look out for it. Um, all right then. Uh, let's finish off with out this week and out this week. Oh my goodness me, how exciting! Unpacking is coming to PS4 and PS5. <gasps> Why? Well, I'm going to America. I want to play unpacking. It is coming out the day this goes up, which is May 10th, which is when we're recording this, is tomorrow. So you may have heard me uh, wax lyrical about this game for the past few months. It is wonderful. And uh, yeah, cat, if this isn't a cat game, I don't know what is. You know what I mean? I'm so mad. How long is it? Oh, you'll get it done in at least two hours. Okay, 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 okay. I'm going to buy it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. You can tell me all about it. I can't wait to hear it. Um, we Were Here Forever is also coming out on uh, May 10th, uh, which is, of course, the day this goes up. Um, me and Sean played through We Were Here Together, and it's a fun sort of like duo puzzler in the same vein as like A Way Out and It Takes Two and stuff. But it's, yeah, God, it's hard. It's bloody confusing. We got stuck and didn't finish it. But uh, yeah, We Were Here Forever is coming out uh, tomorrow also. Salt and Sacrifice is also out tomorrow. Um, did you get a code for that, Miles? Did we get a, a, a review code or not? No, not that no. I thought, anyway. Okay. Well, we won't be covering that one then. Never mind. Forgot the beta was thing. good. It was good. I enjoyed it. I think it will be good. <laughs> hey, but don't you don't you worry because your favorite game, Neptunia Cross Senran Kagura Ninja Wars, is coming to PC. Oh my God! Please save me on May the eleventh. Um, the Centennial Case, a Shirdrumra story is coming out on May 12th. Um, that's on consoles, I believe. And let's see, anything else we're excited about? May 13th, Evil Dead, the game, is coming to PC, PS5, Xbox, and all that good stuff. There's like a bit of a Friday the 13th, Dead by Daylight thing. Kat, you're down for that one? I you am, if we get it. I am, I am, I am. I am, if we get it. Forget yeah. it. Come on, come on, Evil Dead. Give it to me. Dead. Let me fill my Dead by Daylight hole. This. <laughs> wow. <last year. laughs> oh my God. Anywho, yeah. So, Evil Dead. If you want all the only cat puns in your review, hit me up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, a uh, an interesting week. Um, highly recommend you check out Unpacking if you haven't already. It's a glorious, glorious game that will uh, cozy you to sleep. And it's just a cheery, joyous, wonderful story. So be sure to check that one out. Uh, but that's it. Thank you all very much indeed for listening. Don't forget, if you want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the description below and find the link tree. Link tree description. Ah, no, I fucked this up majorly. Just go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all the places. That's it. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at FNGRGNS, or if you want to follow us individually, our individual handles are also in the description below. Except for Miles, of course, he's smart and not on Twitter. If you really like what we do, why not follow our Patreon? For $1 a month, you can follow us and keep this podcast nice and sh- Oh, fuck me. You can keep the podcast on, on, on its various podcast hosting services and keep the website nice and shiny. That's what I was meant to say. Jesus Christ, I already fucked that up. But that's it. Thank you all very much indeed for listening. It is goodbye from tribes of cat guard bye it is goodbye from toby's ring (laughs) 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 i was just waiting for that for two hours and then you realize what you've done yeah
Was that worth the wait, Timmy? Was that worth the wait? <laughs> it was. <laughs> you know what? Me and Greg have both put Elden Greg or Elden Miles as well. Neither of us did that, and now we've just It was a delayed, delayed gratification sort of thing, you know? Yeah. Toby's ring. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Glad I could finally give you gratification to your ring, Toby. That's, that's, that's all I live for. <laughs> goodbye from Miles of Midgard. Farewell. See you in about three weeks. And goodbye from me, my name's Roscoe. We'll see you next time on the Finger Grounds Podcast. <laughs>